from here to there. We cannot go unless we change and start to grow. Welcome to Lead, Sell, Grow, a show that helps you amplify your leadership, grow your sales, and take your life to the next level, all while being human. Here are your hosts, Eric Konovalov and Harry Spate. Yeah, Harry. Amazing. Let's say you're in an elevator and the person you've been trying to schedule a business meeting with for months enters the same elevator. What do you tell them to get them to have a meeting with you? All right, oh, you don't man. have to answer it. I see it. You're killing me. <laughs> you don't have to answer that. Good. Um, our guest today uh, is going to help us figure all that out, Harry. Today we have Sarah Balling. Did I pronounce that right, Sarah? Sarah Bowling. Bowling. Sarah Bowling, who comes to us all the way from the future in Australia by the way of South Africa. She has over 25 years of sales and marketing experience, and today she's the founder of The Perfect Pitch. And we want to learn, what is The Perfect Pitch all about, Sarah? Thanks, Eric, and thanks, Harry. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely awesome to be here. So, should I just kick straight in? Yeah, we love it. So, when people think of an elevator pitch, for me, it's quite an antiquated word. And people often ask me, do you think the elevator pitch is antiquated? And my answer is yes and no. Because on the one side, who actually gets into an elevator and starts literally spewing information at the nearest person? So, in... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. We need to talk. (laughs) So the joy of this is in the old days, you know, like 50 years ago, when we started marketing, it was this whole concept of when you get into an elevator, you've got a captive audience, which is kind of funny, but kind of isn't. As life has gone on, people get pretty caught up in stuff. They get caught up in their phones. They get caught up in their life. They get caught up in the busyness of everything that's happening. And the truth is the last thing you want is someone to just start throwing information at you that you didn't necessarily ask for. So if you do an elevator pitch, chances are if you've done it to somebody else, they've probably pressed the next floor's button. And as soon as those doors have opened, they have run down the corridor as fast as possible. And if someone's done it to you, you may have done the same thing as well. So when we talk about the elevator pitch, the idea and the word is antiquated, but the concept of the perfect pitch absolutely is not. So for me, the perfect pitch is about connecting with the right person at the right time and being able to deliver a pitch pretty much to anyone, anywhere, anytime that can introduce you and your business in a way that doesn't feel like you're throwing it at them, but rather when they've asked for that information that you're actually able to give something of value, which ultimately leads to what I call meaningful conversations. And ultimately, the meaningful conversations is where the magic happens. Okay, sir. So I got to call you out on this because you said anytime, anywhere, does an elevator count? So an elevator counts if somebody says, hey, what do you do? It's got to be, I feel a pitch has got to be invited. And you know, what's interesting, actually, Eric, where we talk about the world, which is in chaos, you know, we're not, we're not talking about the C word, which is chaos. But when we talk about the world as it stands now, so much has changed in the last six months. And, you know, initially, your networking events were really reserved for people who were in sales and marketing, who were attending face-to-face meetings, 
where they were the ones who were really just delivering the pitches. And suddenly we've thrown into Zoom rooms, we've thrown into Microsoft Team rooms, we've thrown into Google Meets, and it happened just like that. And ordinary people are being put into those rooms and they're having to introduce themselves. I often say the only thing standing between you and your prospects is a whole heap of technology. So for ordinary people who are not used to having to pitch, it's pretty overwhelming because suddenly they forced you. It's a skill that they've had to learn without, without any preparation, really. So, yeah, the pitch, the pitch is more relevant today than it's ever been. And that is definitely due to circumstance. All right. So how did you tell us a little bit about your background? What makes you this expert in the perfect pitch? And, you know, so our, so our listeners actually believe that you're legit because I spent some time with you and I couldn't wait to get you on the show. I think you're so awesome. Oh, thank you, Eric. So for the last 20 years, I've been the sales and marketing, well, not for the last 20 years, but I'm currently the sales and marketing director of our business back in South Africa. And I pretty much have held that position for probably the last 12 years. I've been in that position, but my whole life has been in sales. As the leader in sales and marketing in our business, one of the first things I ever taught our staff when they came into the sales team is how do you pitch? What does that 30 second pitch look like? What does the five minute pitch look like? When you presented with a room and they literally say, hey, you know, you've got 20 minutes to share what you do. How do you actually pitch the product? So for me, I know the power of the pitch because not only have I personally used it, I've trained my teams over the years in how to be prepared for that moment. And obviously we moved to, you can hear from my accents that it's not Australian but we recently immigrated to Australia and that was end of 2019. And of course, starting anew was the opportunity to do new things, to start afresh and to kind of see what was out there and what was possible. And when I looked at my own skill set, I went, where can I add the most value to the world? Because everybody's got skills that they can share that can benefit other people, it can benefit other businesses. And for me, I realized the pitch is something that is often overlooked, but it's so incredibly powerful. And it's amazing how many people really struggle with the idea of delivering a pitch. They're nervous, they don't know what to say, etc. So I literally went back to what have I taught my own teams over the last 12 years? What is the effect of that been? What's the knock-on been? What have the advantages been? So that was where that came from. My side hustle back in South Africa was I was a professional speaker and I focused, funny enough, on customer service. But coming into Australia, I felt that I wanted to do something new. I wanted to draw on another skill set. And for me, the timing of, of COVID and the timing of online training was absolutely ideal to delve into it. Wow. So yeah. you're... Uh amazing uh that you're doing all these different things over the last year or so from 2019 so the trip from south africa to australia how many miles is that for those i don't know how many kilometers a lot is that an answer <laughs> yeah so what kind of flight is it so when we flew there are options you could have either flown direct into sydney or you could take a roundabout trip. So in essence, I can tell you how many hours it was door to door was 32 hours. 
it was fun. We had two small children with us and oh we had goodness. a stop in Abu Dhabi, a stop in Melbourne, and eventually we landed in Sydney. So it was a pretty lengthy, long flight, but the kids behaved, the husband behaved, and apparently I behaved as well. So <laughs> it all ended well. <laughs> There's uh, a million stories in there, I'm sure. So, <laughs> And so you basically you landed in Australia and spent a few months before COVID broke out. Is that what I'm understanding? Yep, pretty much. So we spent the first couple of months doing a little bit of touring and getting to know our new country. And from there, we the plan was actually I was supposed to take a year off, but okay. I wasn't really good at that. And we were we were so fortunate. The kids settled into school really quickly. Our life kind of got its routine pretty quickly. And I just knew, okay, I've got a purpose and I've got to go out and do it. I'm not good at just sitting. So... Yeah, so that pretty much started, I actually had my first client in April, my very, very first client. They were for free, but they were yep. my first client. That's awesome. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, it's just grown and grown from there. I mean, I was looking back, I was looking back over my, my clients and it's amazing. I've trained over 120 people, which doesn't sound like a lot, but 120 like a lot to people me. over the last few months. And that was, you know, something that started from, in essence, from, from the standstill. So yeah. I'm super proud of, of what I've achieved so far. And Congratulations. There's so many options. Thank you. Yeah, that's really amazing. <laughs> so one of the things I was thinking about when Eric uh, mentioned um, having you on the show, I went, Pitt, that sounds so <laughs> archaic. And then uh, I just loved how you uh, explained it early on. You said, really, uh, you don't want to explain your pitch or go over your, tell your pitch, pitch your pitch. Uh, you don't want to pitch your pitch unless someone asks you. Yeah. Uh, can you explain that a little bit? So and I, the, the perfect scenario as we stand right now, as I said, is walking into networking events, walking into events where people have to introduce themselves. And I mean, there's loads of referral networking groups worldwide that so many people belong to. Mm -hmm. But even ordinary people going into meetings, it's a case of, hey, everybody, introduce yourselves. And although it might just be a case of going, oh, hi, I'm Sarah, you know, there, there's opportunities. So every time someone actually says, introduce yourself, it's, a, it's an opportunity for you to showcase your business, to showcase you. And you just never know who's in that audience, um, who they know. Because sometimes people say, oh, you know, my, my, in fact, it was very interesting. I had a, a lady who said to me, you know, we, we don't really deal with the Australian market. And she had jumped onto one of our calls. And when she pitched it, I had a big corporate in, in, the, in the Zoom room. And they said, out of interest, are you guys based in Australia? And she said, oh, yeah, we've got an office in Australia. And she said, I've been looking for a company just like yours. So mm -hmm. it's so easy to disregard your prospects and disregard their networks um, but there are, there are just so many opportunities. By having that pitch, you're able to create opportunities. So talk to us. Sure. Tell us, like, what, what do you teach? You get somebody brand new, they're out of college, they're getting into a sales job, and they're going to get out there, they're going to start networking via Zoom until they're face-to-face. -face. Are you able to share the pitch with us? Yes, I'd love to share that with you. Right. So in essence, there's seven key foundational elements that need to be brought into a pitch. And each of them has a reason why and a way that you would, would actually do that. So the very first one is, this is an easy one, your name. So as, as simple as it is, there are 
things around it that one needs to consider. So if you were in a social environment, if you were at a barbecue, you would probably say, my name is Sarah. But in a business or in a professional setting, I always say to people, you really should use your first name and your surname. And there's a couple of reasons why. First of all, you're in a professional space. The second thing is there may be more than one Eric, one Sarah, or one Harry in the room. So you, you, know, you really want to make sure that they know who you are. That's the first element. The second element is what you do or your company. So again, here there's some interesting things that happen around that. So if, for example, you said, hi, I'm Sarah Bowling and I'm from Sarah Bowling's Plumbers, there's a whole heap of information that's come out in those couple of seconds. The first being who I am. The second, if it's Sarah Bowling from Sarah Bowling's Plumbers, they know that I probably own that business and most people would know what a plumber is. Of course, this is not always simple because life can be complicated at times and you get folk who are pretty caught up in their name. So as an example, and I don't know a company called this, so no offense to anyone if this is your company name, but if you had to turn around and say, I'm from Goodison's, everyone goes, so what? You know, who, who is Goodison's and what do they actually do? Now to you, it may be the most important thing in the world because it's a family business. It's been passed down through generations. Everybody in your street knows exactly who you are and what you do. And again, I go, you're not doing business in your street. You're not doing business in your village, your city. You're doing business in your country and well beyond those borders. So what you do is often more important than your company name. Because if I don't know what you do, I'm not really going to engage and lock in with you because I don't even know if I need your services. So for me, the second element is what you do or your company name and your company name. You, you know, you can do, do both. Then we move to the third thing. And these are the challenges, the pains or the struggles that your prospects may have. So again, you don't want to be negative Nancy or Debbie Downer or whatever you want to call it. But you need to identify what your prospects need solved. So in other words, if you're saying, oh, look, I don't, want to, I don't want to talk about the negative stuff, that's fine. But if people don't know what they don't know, and if you're not going to highlight those pains or highlight those challenges and struggles, how do they know that they even need you? And how do they know that you are the, potentially the solution for them? So again, you think, oh, how do we highlight the struggle? In fact, I often say to people, write down just three of the struggles that your prospects have. And I normally get the same response of, there are so many. So like, okay, well, you know, pick the top three. And once you, once you actually delve into that, you identify these are the top three struggles. These are things that most call it 70 or 80 or 90% of our clients actually have, which means when you're walking cold into a room, the chances are somebody in that room has got that challenge, that pain or that struggle. Or where we speak about the networking circle, in their circle, someone they know may have that struggle as well. And by being able to connect with someone at that point, they, they're going to start engaging. They're going to start listening and go, okay, she's talking the talk. She's walking the walk. She knows that this struggle is real, that this struggle actually exists. Then we go to the fun part, which is number four. And that is the solution. So the solution doesn't have to be a lengthy, a whole lengthy story. Story. Um, for example, my solution would be through the perfect pitch, so it's almost said in a sentence, 
you're giving a solution. So they've gone, okay, we've got a challenge or pain or struggle, and there is a solution. And people often find relief in that because we're so used to hearing about problems, but uh, you know, it also depends on your attitude. You know, people make mountains out of molehills, but there are also people out there who go, if there's a problem, there's got to be a solution somehow. So by presenting that solution, they're going to go, okay, we're listening, we're in, we definitely want more of this. Awesome. So can you, sorry to interrupt you, but can you from like use those first four or five in, in an actual example before you finish the rest of it? Yeah, sure. So I've got various pictures. Mm -hmm. So one of mine could be, hi, my name is Sarah Bowling and I specialize in creating the perfect pitch. Are you feeling bored with your pitch? Perhaps you feel like it's time to improve, innovate and inspire prospects to engage with you. Through my course, The Perfect Pitch, we look at how to refresh, refine, and revamp your pitch so that you're able to connect with the right people at the right time. With over 20 years of experience in sales and marketing, I know the power that this tool can have. I would love for you to engage. I'd love you to reach out to me so that we can see how we can create your perfect pitch. So that so would be is, an example of one of my pitches. And this is in a networking setting when they're like, all right, stand up, tell us who you are, what you do. Yeah, gotcha. 100%. Okay. okay. So then we go into number five. So the first one is your name. The second one is what you do or your company name. The third is your challenges, your pains, your struggles. The fourth is the solution. So in my case, it was through the perfect pitch. Then we go what's in it for them. So in other words, or what's, what's in it for me? So prospects or people are generally, people want to know what's in it for them. And I think it's just human nature. There's that big sign across their forehead that says W-I-F-M, what's in it for me? At this point, people are going, okay, I'm engaged, but so what? At that point, you give them the benefits. And obviously the benefits would generally be pretty much the opposite of the challenges. It would be the thing that you solve. So it could be through your pitch, you're able to inspire people to engage with you, et cetera. So you bring in, I'm trying to see what was mine. So you're able to connect with the right people at the right time would have been mine in that particular pitch. And through that, they go, okay, I've got a challenge, which hooked me in. There's a solution, which gives me a chance to breathe. And through that solution, I benefit how? And those benefits can be anything to the prospect, whatever it is that you bring. It could be by using a system, you save more time. By doing this, you save money. By doing that, you have more energy. So whatever industry you're in, you're highlighting the benefits where somebody can say, okay, that makes sense to me because I want to feel like that or I want that resource back. Of course, you never ever want to... Um, you never want to deposition an opposition, which we'll come to in a second, but you want to be sure that you highlight the benefits. So even, for example, on a podcast, I mean, I'm sure that you don't exactly have to beg people to be on the podcast because it is so phenomenal. But if someone was going, you know, why would I, why would I want to be on the podcast? Well, the benefit to that is you're getting exposure. Oh, wait, hang on. Let me start again. The benefit is you're being interviewed by these two amazing gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> how to win friends and influence people. Thank you, Dale Carnegie. But yeah, you're getting interviewed by two really experienced um, gentlemen. I'm thinking we need to hire her, Eric. I what do you think? Hire, absolutely. Well, I just got that <laughs> clip. I'm going to use yeah, that clip. Just, right. We're saving that one and we're <laughs> yeah, going to be playing that for... Over and over right, on repeat. Yes. 
repeat, repeat. If you could just say Harry and Eric, at least. Okay, hang on. Yeah, yeah. Go again. So by being on the podcast, you interviewed by two amazing gentlemen, Harry and Eric, and they're handsome. Both? Or are you? I mean, this is just yeah, getting yeah, better yeah. and better, right? I <laughs> love yeah. it. Winner. <laughs> Fine, we'll interview. <laughs> so the great thing about that is, is you, um, you know, you, you're obviously highlighting the benefits where people can really understand how they are going to benefit from whatever product, service, or experience that you are ultimately offering. Then we go on to number six, and this is an interesting one because often when I'm training it through the perfect pitch course, the question comes up at some point of, when am I going to talk about me? And you do get to talk about you, but only at point number six, because in essence, your pitch is not about you. It's about how you can benefit or how your product or service can benefit your prospects. So number six is why me, or in your case, why you? And again, here you're highlighting the, the things that make you different, the things that make you special. And that can come down to a whole heap of things. It could be your experience. What's interesting in this space is there's so many new businesses. It's actually amazing and so inspiring to see what's happening worldwide with all these lovely new businesses that are popping up, people who are really passionate about what they do. And of course, at this point, they go, how do I compete with a guy who's been doing this for 20 years when I've only been in the game for a year? You know, my, the one year means nothing. And I go, well, in essence, the one year does mean something first of all. And if you had to take even IT as an example, guys who have just started in that space are really dealing with stuff that is current, with information that is new, with programming techniques that are now. They're not being muddled up with any of the old stuff. So that can be a selling point as well. So sometimes you've got to delve into find, you know, it's not a case of glass half empty. It's a, it's a case of the glass is half full and filling. <laughs> Yeah, so, that's a good point. Yeah. So, you so know, when, you, when you say muddled up, it's basically taking back, taking their uh, old thinking that just may not be current anymore. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, 100%. And in the same breath, a guy who's been in the game for 20 years, his selling point would be, I know what works in this market with the current technology. So it's how you use it and, and how mm -hmm. you use it to your advantage. So there are two things that can happen in this space. The first thing is we often want to deposition our opposition. So you say, you know, if you come to big, if you come to McDonald's, our burgers are bigger than the what's, what was the whole story? Our Big Macs are bigger than the Big Jacks at Hungry Jacks. So there's, there's a whole story about that going on at the <laughs> moment. But you never actually want to mention your opposition because a couple of things happen. The first thing, this, the first thing is this 30 second pitch is not about them, it's about you and your business. And the second thing is, if people don't know who your opposition is and you have now given it to them on a little golden platter, they go, oh, I didn't even know that company existed. Maybe I'll you know, do some research and find out if they may be the provider that I want or the services that I'm looking for. So you never ever talk about the opposition ever. It's often the first place you want to go because you can highlight how good you are by basically stamping on their heads. But for me, it's one of the most dangerous things to do. You never, ever talk about the opposition. And then, of course, the second thing is this word is illegal. It's also a C word. The word cheap. We are cheap. 
So the cheap is reserved for one thing only, and that's for baby birds, because they go cheap, 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 cheap. <laughs> we never, never, ever refer to yourself as cheap, because it depositions you instantly. And you might say, but say we are the cheapest on the market. So my, my suggestion and recommendation at that point is to rather go into the value that you offer, that you have great return on investment, that it's, um, you know, it's not going to break the bank. But the word cheap must never, ever be used when you're highlighting yourself. It, it really, really deep positions you. Okay, so quick summary of where we are. We're going so off track. I love it. We've got the name. We've got what you do, the challenges, the solution, the what's in it for them, and the why you. And the seventh key foundational element is one of my absolute, absolute favorites. And this is invite them to engage. And the reason I pause nice and long there is because it is that relevant. We often hear the most fantastic pitch and we're biting at the bit and we want to, we want to learn more, we want to have that conversation, but you don't tell me how I should reach out to you. And again, you might think, oh, well, it's really obvious. And Eric might think, well, I would obviously connect with them on LinkedIn and that's how it would happen. And Harry might go, oh, I'll just pick up the phone and give them a shout. But the truth is, if you think of the ways that people can engage with you, just off the top of the head, you've got LinkedIn, you've got all your social media platforms, you've got email, you've got telephone, you've got text message, you've got WhatsApp, you've got a Calendly link. They are, that's just seven ways off the top of my head that I could potentially connect with people. And you need to make it easy for them. So, you know, how do you engage? Is it a case of drop your details into the chat box or I will put my LinkedIn connection. I invite you to click on and connect with me on LinkedIn. Obviously, then you need to really start conversations with them if they've done that. Um, or I'm going to put my phone number in the bottom if it's a local event and you can give me a call. And, and technology is amazing because you don't have to sit there giving out your phone number. You stick it in the chat and people can save it. And if they're interested, they will. So on your invite to engage, it's not the sale. It's to say, hey, Harry, hey, Eric, I'd love, to, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Let's chat afterwards. Because the pitch is not about walking in and selling. And there are people out there who probably can sell a product in 30 seconds, you know, at the right time, at the right place, possibly trade shows where they've got all these exciting things happening and the shredder works and the, you know, everything happens. But the truth is, is that people do do business with, with those that they know, they like, and they trust. And that's about building relationships. So that pitch ultimately leads to the meaningful conversations. And I take it for myself when I first came to Australia with no contacts at all. In South Africa, I knew so many people that for me to say, hey, if you want anything, reach out to me. Chances are they had my mobile number. I would see them in, you know, in, the, in the room. It was really, really easy to connect. And suddenly in Australia, I was like, oh, do I just kind of go for the jugular? I was like, no, that's not how you do the pitch. The pitch is about the meaningful conversations. And I've, I just know for myself, I've seen how much business I've generated. No one's come up a call and gone, hey, I want to just do this. They want to have a conversation. They want to know, do I like her? Do I trust her? Do I feel that I can share my brand with her, the journey? Because it is a journey, creating that pitch. So the, the, the invite to engage is one of the most important things in the pitch. And it's the one thing that so many people don't do. And I think it's, it does come down to culture. 
So in South Africa, and I'd say Americans are very similar. We're very brave people. We're not afraid to ask for that. Where in Australia, they all say the same thing. It sounds so pushy. It sounds so salesy. And you go, it doesn't need to sound like that. And if you're a full-blown extrovert and you don't have fear of asking for that, that invite to engage, it's easy. But if you're not, and I'm mindful of that because not everybody is the big extrovert, there's subtle ways of doing it. And it's simply a case of going, if you'd like more information, I invite you to reach out to me. I'll pop my email in the chat box below and I'd love to hear from you. And it's as simple as that. And people then say, okay, well, I do want to know more and I will reach out. So in, that was like a drop box with everything in it at once. But in essence, those are the seven key foundational elements that one should include in a pitch. And again, your time, your place, your space may change depending on where you are, what your audience is. And there's a whole heap of tricks and stuff that we can discuss as well of how you can make it relevant to your audience. But yeah, those are the seven key foundational elements. It's great stuff. So Eric, do you do uh, any networking yourself where you have to go through uh, what it is you do? Is yeah, it it's been organized? a while, but I do. Okay. Um, sometimes, so I've been, the way I do it is I try to make it have a little rhyme or tell a story in there really quick so they can kind of visualize it. I've, um, I've had- What some, rhymes with Eric? Ferric. Barrick, Merrick, I mean. Barrick? So, oh, I mean, Barrick's the opposition. <laughs> take any letter besides E and put it in front of Rick. And uh, okay. that rhymes with Eric. Right. So, and stop interrupting me. <laughs> Sorry, it's been myself. a long day and I'm just having some fun here. But I've you been. to have fun. Absolutely. I've been, um, I, I've been through some public speaking courses. And one of the things that I was taught is that the attention span of people is like six seconds right now. And mm -hmm. so specifically they said, don't leave out the stuff that they don't need to hear. Right. So as you're going through your seven steps, I'm wondering, do you absolutely have to like, what well, to me, I would skip my, I, I'm not the expert on the perfect pitch, right? I didn't do the assessments and, tested what works, what doesn't, but I'm just going to share with you what's going on through my mind. And it's probably wrong. But for me, I would probably even leave out my last name or the company name or what the company essentially does and say, Hey guys, I'm Eric. I help my clients with increasing their sales in the first 90 days. Uh, if you're having challenges with your sales process, I'm your guy. Something I just came off the cuff with that because I go straight for what is their challenge? Because I think if they have a six second attention span, I don't want to give them information that they're going to hear and then check out because it wasn't important to them. Okay. So there's a couple of ways around this. And so I might, I might digress at this point. If I don't come back, knock me back into shape. So when you talk about that six seconds, absolutely. And I think you know, maybe it's, maybe it's just an assumption, but people are also getting pretty exhausted on online, on online platforms because, I mean, I know for myself, I'm online four to six hours a day, whether it's training, whether it's having meetings, whether it's connecting with people and people are, are getting pretty, pretty exhausted. I mean, I don't I couldn't even think of the word Zoom tired or Google tired. Um, so yeah, you need to catch their attention. So when I'm going to come back to your 
I'm going to call it the, the 10 second pitch. And I'm going to come back to that because it's very, very relevant in today's world. Awesome. However, when you are in an environment where you have the opportunity to connect with prospects, where they're saying, hey, um, Eric, who are you? You, funny enough, in that, quick, in that quick thing that you just zapped off, you did cover some of those key foundational elements. You know, I'm not going to say my name but you did. Now for you, you're, you're pretty relaxed. You're a pretty laid back guy. So for you to say your surname, you're thinking, oh, that's really formal and it's not me. Is that okay? Absolutely. But also don't miss out your name because you're special, you're unique, you're Eric, and people need to know who you are. Otherwise they go. No, I meant last it. name. So we call surname last name. So yeah, oh, I would definitely name. say, hey, I'm Eric, but yeah. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily say my long last name, surname, yeah, and sorry. You- yeah. So there's a couple of things that you can do. Like I say, we're digressing, but it's okay. So for example, on this call, I'm not sure if your viewers can see it, but everybody here, Harry, Eric, and myself have all got our first name and our last name. Now, the joy of that is if I just put Sarah, good luck finding me on LinkedIn because I'm super special, but there's probably more than one Sarah. But if someone was looking for me in a Zoom room and they go, who is she? Sarah Bowling? They'd be able to find me instantly on Facebook, on LinkedIn or on any social media, but on LinkedIn as an example. So you've got the advantage. See, where online is tough, there are advantages. And the advantage is we've got the real estate right there. Our name is there the whole time. And I was in a call, doing a course a couple of weeks ago, and one of the ladies said, I refuse to put my name on the screen because it's all about the company. And I said to her, I totally get that. She was an employee. She was employed. She didn't own the business. Um, but I said to her, out of curiosity, like even now that we're conversing, I would love to know your name because it's also kind of weird to say, hey, you with the hair and you without the hair because that's also not very polite. And she went, oh, my name is Grace. I said, oh, okay, Grace. Now, if I was to buy medical insurance from your business, who would I ask for? She said, well, me. I said, but how many graces work? It's a huge medical business in the US. I said, but how many people work? I don't even know where you're from. Are you from Maryland? Are you from Missouri? Are you from New York City? Um, I don't even know what office to find you at. And she went, okay, I get the point. So if you are the, if you're that guy, if you, Eric, who goes, hey, I'm not going to say my whole surname, make sure it's on your screen because I can still find you. I can at least, you know, and even if there were a few Eric's in with the same with the same last name on LinkedIn, there's there's a good chance we've got a mutual connection somewhere. But your I mean, neither of your surnames are are very common. So you know the what? last thing- I don't uh, I think what you're saying makes perfect sense. When I'm talking about what I say, I'm never I'm not talking about virtually because I don't I really don't even attend virtual networking events. I just yeah. reach out to people that I want to connect with on LinkedIn and then try to get them into a Zoom meeting and then we have a conversation. But yeah, it makes yeah. total sense because I think a lot of people are doing virtual networking events. Yeah, absolutely. I could see that. Yeah, I do it and uh, I struggle with it. Let's be honest. I just, I hate talking about myself and saying what I do to, all the time. So it gets old for me. Um, and so this seven steps, I thought, Oh, this is pretty easy. And, yeah. you know, one of the things I've been talking about in these networking groups is, well, everyone just says, well, I, uh, whatever, I'm a bookkeeper, I'm a plumber, I'm an electrician. 
they don't go into what problems they solve and how they help people. So I've been yeah. trying to tell this networking group and I, I go to a few of them and they're all virtually all the same. And yeah. I'm not real comfortable with hearing people say the same thing over and over again before I start cracking jokes and making faces. Yeah. So, you know, because I've, we've all heard it before and I'm like, would you think I'm stupid? I mean, I heard you say this last week and the week before and the week before that. Exactly. So how about bringing some variety? Uh, you don't have to change your name, but yeah. it can be, you know, how you help people or what kind of really? problems because it's more than one problem type typically, right? And really? there's more than one different way that you've helped people or, you know, so what's your thought on that? Am I losing my mind? No, 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 not at all. Because it's also interesting. I sometimes sit in referral networking groups and I have to stop myself because someone will go, hi, my name is Harry. And I'm, I'm literally mouthing their pitch. And I'm like, you've got to stop. This is red. Like I know their pictures because they don't change it. And the thing right. is when you, when you, I suppose it's like a, a child, stop it, stop it, stop it. They eventually <laughs> stop hearing you. You know, you say there's sweets in the kitchen, suddenly they're wide awake again. So when it comes to the pitch, and it was interesting, it was something that Eric mentioned a moment ago where he said, you know, sometimes I tell stories about my clients or I share testimonials. And this is a great way of highlighting your business as well. So for example, you may have had a great win that week. Um, and it might be a case of, I really want to share this because it's relevant to the audience. It's relevant to the folk that are there. And you take that story and you share it. Now, of course, you can't share the same story and the same joke every week. So you need to create a pitch library. <laughs> this is funny. You see, you can't Eric, so much is that where we've gone wrong? <laughs> well, I just stopped going to networking meetings. <laughs> <laughs> no, Eric's done. No, Eric, it's fun. I'm all out of pitches. I'm not coming. <laughs> I'm not coming, sorry, my pitch library is full. That's when you start back at page one. But, you know, the great thing there, Eric, is you've got clients who've had amazing wins. And even if you think of the podcast, you'll have guests who come in and you think, you know, is anything going to happen? Is anything going to materialize from it? And you might find that someone calls you and goes, you won't go, you, you know, you won't believe it, but I met someone through the podcast. And in fact, interesting story is Eric's wife, lovely wife, Julia, joins me at one of my complimentary pitch for coffees that I run each week. And I had no idea who she was, who she was connected to. And we had the session. It was a great session. And randomly, she sent me a message straight after and said, hey, I'd love you to connect with my husband. And there may be an opportunity there. So even in that space, she connected me to Eric. And of course, now Eric has connected me to Harry. And that started off as, a, as something that I didn't know was going to happen. But obviously, something that happened in that session resonated with her. And, and that's how that relationship was born. So there, there are different stories that come out of it. Um, you know, you may be at a, you know, you're at an event and there's loads and loads of business coaches. And in your head, Eric, you're probably going, oh, I've worked with a business coach. And this is, you know, this is what we got through, through the Lead Soul Grow. I'm going to share that story because it's relevant. It'll resonate with them. It could get us more clients, more podcast guests, et cetera, through the doors. And, and people can resonate or um, can really engage with those stories because they see themselves in the picture. The other thing that Eric mentioned was he said, you know, I always try and do something fun. Oh, bravo. Because people are so boring, as Harry just said, where they just, you know, I am a bookkeeper. 
that's nice. <laughs> no, that's lovely. Who cares? Um, but you want to make it exciting. And if you wanted to use a rhyme or there are different things you can use, and I'm so glad you brought it up because it's, it's really, really cool. One of my favorite, favorite things is the alliteration. And you can use alliteration. It rolls off the tongue easily. People hear it easily. And this, I mean, one of the ones I use is refresh, refine, and revamp your pitch. And when you listen to it, you don't necessarily think, oh, there was an alliteration, but it sounds easy on the ear. And, and that's a great thing. I always say work in little packages of three. So refresh, refine, revamp. Um, lead, you can sell, deliver, grow. <laughs> lead, sell, grow. That's exactly it. Because if it was lead, Harry, sell, Eric, grow. Sarah. Right? I'm telling you, we are the A team. It just happens. Um, and, and then you can also, I've got another pitch. I'll share this with you just because it's fun. Is, um, this is one that I did where I brought a little bit of, a bit of, a bit of everything into it. So it said, good morning. I'm Sarah and I specialize in creating your perfect pitch. Perhaps this is you and you don't know what to do. You're stressed. You're rushed. This pitch thing's too much. How do you make it rhyme? What if you don't have the time? And what's the story about the magic of three? I just want people to do business with me. I'll deliver the same weekly pitch because quite frankly, life's a mess. <laughs> if this is you or anyone you know and your pitch needs to be upgraded, please reach out to me in the chat box below so we can make the magic happen for you. So that was a little bit of a silly That's one. great. But again, it's taking some of those things where Eric was saying, you know, I love to rhyme. Um, so, you know, Harry, were you saying sometimes I get a bit silly because I'm bored? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny, that pitch when I gave, it was to quite a formal, a formal group. And I was like, oh, I might get kicked out of the group at this stage. But, you know, let's take our chances. And how did and it go it, over? To be honest with you, Harry, I had the most leads off that pitch. Yeah. That's that was great, the pitch I had. Yeah. I had the most leads. And people were saying to me, your pitch was so hilarious. And the truth <sighs> is, I didn't, I didn't swear. <laughs> they thought I was going to swear, but I didn't swear. And um, it, was, it was like a ditty, basically. And I just thought, I'm quickly put something together. And I'm just going to try it. And it was exactly that. It's like, I'm feeling bored. And I feel like I need to add some fun into the mix and you know i might pay the price for it but let's see how that goes it is definitely um, fun sarah i gotta i'm sorry sorry harry go ahead you go so i i gotta tell you maybe you do this naturally but i think what's missing for a lot of salespeople is the intentionality is the they have no idea what their goal is for the networking mm -hmm. actually as a matter of fact if you ever ask them why they're going to a networking event it's to get leads right so the, yeah. if, if my mind is I'm going to get leads, then when I'm at a networking event, the best way to get leads is just to tell you what I do and throw up all over you. And then somehow <laughs> they think because they're special because their mom told them they're special and I've been there. My mom told me I'm special that everyone's going to remember what it is they do. And when the 150 people listen to the other 149 people tell them what they do, they'll all remember everybody when they go to see their clients. It's so ridiculous. But what you're doing is taking intentionality that, okay, I'm going to tell them, but how do I stand out from everybody else? How do I make it entertaining? I'm going to intentionally be entertaining today. Next time yeah. it's, I'm going to intentionally be educational today. And Correct. you know what your goal is. And a lot of people don't. And I think right. yeah. it, it, 
that's the missing piece. Sorry, well, I, Harry, think I interrupted. To you. the uh, the whole scripting, right? So some of us uh, struggle with scripting because we want to sound natural, and so we're so natural, we're stuttering and stammering all over ourselves. But you're scripting, and yet it sounds very natural. Yeah. Right. So can you help those of us who may struggle with the script, but maybe don't see the value of it like you do? Absolutely. So a, a testimonial is uh, I with one of my referral networking groups. There's a stunning lady. She came on the course and it's amazing. She was so, she's so lovely and so confident. And I was, I was, I was a little surprised when she actually booked the course because I thought, oh, okay, she was kind of the last person I thought would, would actually have been, I thought I'd have to really sell her to join. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw that there was potential in her pitch. She was uh, with a motor repair company and they obviously do all sorts of automotive repairs from panel beating to fixing brakes and everything, any, anything that moves basically in the car they do. And she was kind of delivering the same pitch each week. And she said, I just need to, I, I need to spend some time and invest in this because I spend a lot of time each week preparing my pitch. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because the pitch is very similar each week. You know, we delved into it and through the seven elements, some of the things always stayed the same. You know, who she is, who her company is, always stayed the same. Who, who we then brought in this thing which we just called bingo. So men don't get this, but at baby showers, you do like word bingo as opposed to number bingo, right? And she came in, she went, I'm going to do bingo each week. And she did it for eight weeks. It was phenomenal. So she'd walk and go, hi, my name is Cynthia. I'm from the motor repair store. And today's letter is W. Are you having problems with your windows, window wipers, and wheels? She'd then go into her thing of this is who we are. This is where we're based. So she gave the credibility of the business and her, her, the people who own the business have been around forever. They are phenomenal people. And then at the end, she'd say, and my ideal referral this week would be waiters, window washers, and whatever the other W right. was. So she, she, she had a lot of fun with it. And every week she'd choose a different thing. So, because in essence, they service every, basically if it's got, if it's got wheels and an engine, they can do it. So she would focus sometimes on motorcycles, on two-wheeled things, and then sometimes she'd focus on 18-wheeler trucks. But through this pitch every week, there were a couple of things that happened, which come back to something that Eric mentioned just now, is first of all, she was very focused each week. So that week I knew, oh, if I know a window washer who needs a car done, that's the place to go. But what was also interesting is it was educational because she would talk about something in a motor vehicle maybe I'm just a girl and don't know, but she'd talk about something in a motor vehicle and I'd be like, what is that thing? So she would, she would say a word, I didn't know what it was and I would go and Google and go, oh, wow, my car also has one of those. Um, so it was educational in a very gentle way. But through that 18 weeks, in essence, she, uh, sorry, through that six weeks, she had mentioned 18 parts of the vehicle and 18 different professions that could potentially come through wow. her door. And it was very subtle, but very, very, very effective. Very clever, yeah. It's and great. you can do, Word you know, you can, you can do that. I mean, you could, you could say, you know, bingo, you know, why do you need the perfect pitch? You want to articulate, you know, you could pick, pick, pick three letters and, and write the pitch. And when you want it to come from the heart, there are 
there are, there's no doubt you would never go to a networking event and pick up a piece of paper and read it because that would that would just be kind of weird i'm not gonna lie <laughs> um, but by knowing what you're gonna say you're able to get a succinct message and here's the deal are you gonna get it perfect every time no there are gonna be times you mess it up and you stutter or you say the same word twice and it's okay because you're still a human you're still a human and people are forgiving on that of course in online spaces you've got the advantage that you can have your notes close by you can pop it up on your screen so if for example i had a paper and i put it on my screen my paper's there i'm still looking at the camera i'm just glancing to the side every now and again we're um, wondering what you're looking at yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> careful doing eyes. that with glasses because we had a guest that decided to uh read a PowerPoint presentation while he was wearing glasses. <laughs> oh God, yeah, it reflects back. It's a scary thing. But yeah, the so paper's they, not they so bad. <laughs> so the great thing about that is, is you, you can't, you know, you still want to be you. And we, you know, we, both of you are, are bubbly and you're out there. The last thing you want to do is start finding you reading your pitch and it's like, I'd rather watch paint dry. You still want to bring the authentic you to the party. And like I say, you'll get it right and you'll get it wrong and it's okay. But if you know, if you know, like Eric said, what your intention is going to an event, you focused on what you're looking for. And those intentions can vary. You may be going to look for a new business. You may be looking to just simply grow your database. And that is, you know, they go, I just want to grow my database and collect as many details as possible. It's probably not the best way in marketing, but if that's your strategy, that's what you do. I'm looking to grow my database. If you'd like to be on my database, let me know so I can add you. You've actually asked for a call to action. People will say, mm -hmm. I want to be on the database or, or I definitely don't want to be on the database. But I people have got don't. a choice. Um, if you, you, know, you may be out there looking for investors in your business and your investor pitch would be very, very different to a pitch where you wanting to you know, just get more business or grow your, grow your connection base. So when you've got an intention you're actually able to ask for that. You're actually able to guide your pitch into that direction. And it's funny. You can talk about the pitch for hours and hours, even though in theory, it's only 30 seconds. But the more you think about the pitch, the more opportunities you actually see. So I want to delve back into something that Eric mentioned. You see, Eric, I didn't forget you. Where you like, I already you know, forgot what got, I mentioned. <laughs> I remember. Don't worry, I'm on it. Um, you know, what happened to that, you know, when you need to do a short pitch, because not every opportunity is about delivering a 30 second pitch. And that is also the reality. And any trainer or any coach who tells you differently is not, is not being mindful of the world. Because there are times where someone will say, okay, guys, you've got 15 seconds to all introduce yourselves. And you go, how am I going to get everything in there? We then use this little trick. This is the best trick in the book. You can even write it down. It's name, same, and fame. So my name is Sarah. I create the perfect pitch. Or I, 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 no, hang on, let me start again. My name is Sarah Bowling. I am a professional speaker and trainer, and I specialize in creating your perfect pitch so you can connect with the right people at the right time. So my name is Sarah. I'm the same as everybody else because I'm a speaker trainer. And my fame is the perfect pitch that connects you to the right person at the right time. Oh, so like that's your 10 second pitch. And that's a really cool one to have. That's like, you know, when you're at the side of your kid's soccer field or netball field and one of the moms or dads says, hey, what do you do? 
it would also be a bit weird to launch into a 30-second pitch because the time isn't right. You know, your EQ is telling you, I can't do a 30-second pitch here. Um, but you can certainly go into name, same, and fame. And what I love name, same, and fame. Yes. Right. That is, there are so many takeaways from this. I like it. Yeah. I am, I am now the perfect pitch guy. My singing is even improving. What? I can't believe <laughs> I it. I have perfect get... pitch, ladies exactly. and gentlemen. <laughs> exactly. And we bring on the Harry Spate. Da, 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 da. <laughs> That's amazing. The cool, the cool thing with the names, stuff. the cool thing with name, same, and fame is you can get really creative with it. I had a really cool one the other day, the day, uh, other day and I, I can't, I'm kind of putting it together because I didn't write it down, but he's like, hi, my name is John. I specialize in social media and we don't speak geek. And the cool thing there is a lot of connections happened in that second because we knew who he was, okay, social media like everybody else. But I don't speak geek was it's kind of their takeaway line. And I loved it because I thought, good. Yeah. you know, people like me, I don't want to get in. I don't want to get, I don't want to get big words when we're talking about IT and social media. Just keep it simple. Keep it simple yeah. for me so I get it. So in that I don't speak geek or we don't speak geek. There was a whole heap of unsaid words that said so much. So the 10 seconds pitch is a really fun one to work on. But if you've got 30 seconds, Eric, <laughs> you use them. Um, but yeah, look for the opportunities and, and it's funny when you start working on the pitch and really thinking about it, you, you actually realize that there are ways to create opportunities as well. So the pitch is an amazing thing. I could, I could go on for hours and hours, but I know that we are limited no on way. time. No, that's great. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. Sarah, so, um, you have a few programs that our guests can take advantage of. Some of them are free resources and free ways to kind of improve their pitch. Can you share a little bit of that? Certainly. So there are three things. The first one is I run what I call pitch for coffee. I run sessions. There's basically three sessions a week. So depending on where your guests or where your listeners are based and um, the USA, the time that works best for the USA um, folk is on your Tuesday evening. Of course, with daylight savings, I don't dare give out the time because <laughs> it even confuses me at this point. Tuesday but evening, really... that's Eastern time because we have three time zones here. Exactly. Or some so... would say four. Oh, my golly. It's so confusing. Really? Maybe it's just me. Yeah, I was yeah, never a mathematician. So, um, yeah, so what I'll do is I'll actually I'll send you the details of all those sessions because I'm sure that you've got listeners all around the world. And those sessions are 30 minutes. They're free, they're fun, and obviously online. What we generally do in those sessions is I pick a topic, whatever the topic may be, and we delve into that for half an hour. A couple of people have the opportunity to do their pitch. We do some analysis on that pitch. It's all constructive. It's all fun. And in fact, Eric, that was the one that Julia uh, joined us on and, and she did great and she enjoyed it as well. Obviously, oh, she, she was raving it. about it. No, my wife, yeah. that's how We're I raving. met Sarah and my wife was raving about that session. That's how she met you. Yeah. And that's how you ended up here. So that was awesome. no, Absolutely. What a great journey. So the pitch for coffee is free and I would love for your, for your listeners to come and join us. There's absolutely no obligation whatsoever. And they'll all leave with leave a little wiser. The second thing that I offer is I obviously teach the perfect pitch course. It's a really, really cool course. It's four one-hour sessions. So it literally runs from the American side from a Monday to a Thursday. Um, it would be your evening, our morning. So the timing works pretty well for both. 
And what we do with those is we delve into the pitch. They're fairly small sessions, so we really can get intimate and really delve into each person's pitch as well. So the nice thing is you will actually leave with, with a pitch um, in hand and this, the skills and the tools to be able to create other pitches with confidence. So I've got that available and those uh, that course is normally about $197. And again, for your listeners, I'm more than happy to offer a special rate of $150. So if nice. they'd like to book that, they can just literally drop me an email and again, I'll send you those details. And then the third uh, package or third option that I have is my membership package. And I've just launched it, so I'm very excited about that. And what happens in the membership package is they obviously join the Pitch for Coffees. We do a practice your pitch once a week. So you actually have the opportunity to do your pitch, to get feedback. If you're working on a specific pitch, you say, look, I'm looking at investors this week. This is the pitch I've got you get feedback and the joy is you're getting that feedback before you actually go live with it. So you're really, really confident by the time you, you go out and do that. Included on that is a one hour one-on-one executive coaching with me. So just me and we can delve into whatever it is that you're working on with nobody else. It really is a hundred percent about is where they can load videos ask questions and have a whole heap of resources that i'm constantly adding to it and that's not all folks part of the membership package is also i do a workshop every second month where everybody comes together we learn we grow and we connect so a really really lovely package and again i'll send those details through to you so that you've got them available for your listeners but i would love i would love to have folk join us for the pitch for coffee if they want to improve their pitch to jump on the perfect pitch course, and if they really want to invest the time, the effort, and the energy into their pitch to join the membership package, there's so much value in there. Awesome, Sarah. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today. I it thought fun. this was, yeah, this was incredible. I can't wait to join you on the pitch for coffee and um, work on it. And you know what, guys? It's all about being intentional. Like you might think you don't need a pitch, but just even writing it out and thinking about it before you go out there, it's going to improve you so much than if you don't. And if you just show up cold, like, I think I've had, I don't know, I've been in sales for a pretty long time, not as long as Harry for sure. And probably I'm not going to say anything about Sarah, but I'll tell you when I get, when I get on the phone to make a cold call after I haven't made a cold call in a week, I'm stumbling. I'm, you know, it's, uh, 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 what do I want to say? (laughs) And I think I've seen a lot of professionals do that. I want to well. see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do that. So, uh, yeah, get, uh, you know, this is a great training opportunity. Check out the show notes. We'll post the links below to Sarah Bowling, who is in Australia. And this is so awesome because right now it's Tuesday, 5 p.m. here. And it's Wednesday morning, next day in Australia already, right? What time is it for you? 7 a.m.? Yep, 8 a.m. 8 a.m. It's wow. 8 a.m., yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. we wish you a great day, Sarah, and thanks for joining us on Lead, Sell, Grow. And uh, <laughs> good luck to you. Thank you for having me. It was great meeting the both of you. Have a great evening. You too. From here to there, you're going to grow because you've listened to our show. If you like our podcast vibe, don't be a stranger. Hit subscribe. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to join the B2B Sales Secrets Facebook group and we'll see you on the next episode.